Vigor Steve here with the final chapter of part two of the Optimized Entrepreneur Nootropics deep dive video series. Finally, Steve, we've been on the edge of our seats for weeks now. Welcome to chapter four. In chapter one, we discussed the mood and relaxation neurotransmitters in the form of endorphins, encephalins, endocannabinoids, anandamide, and gamma immunobutric acids. Chapter two, about the motivation and productivity neurotransmitters, we discussed adenosine and acetylcholine. In chapter three, we continued with dopamine, epinephrine, glutamate, and histamine. And now finally, chapter four, we're going to close it off with serotonin, and we're going to teach you guys it length and how to combine all of these over-the-counter supplements for a entrepreneur neurotransmission and neuromodulating super stack. Without further ado, let's get right into it. And then finally, the last neurotransmitter I want to discuss before we start stacking all of these over-the-counter supplements together for the ultimate high-level entrepreneur productivity nootropic and neurotransmitter stack, serotonin right? Equal to acetylcholine, equal to dopamine. I feel that acetylcholine, dopamine, and serotonin levels should be high all the freaking time for the best productivity and the best moods throughout the day. Because again, a happy brain is a productive brain. I can't emphasize this enough. If you feel good, you just want to work, right? And then dopamine and acetylcholine highly contribute to your motivation levels and your overall, um, you know, creativity throughout the day that you're working. So, Serotonin is a neurotransmitter that plays a key role in mood regulation, anxiety, sleep-wake cycles. It's primarily produced in the gastrointestinal tract and in the brain. Yes, serotonin is produced in your gut. So if you don't eat right, if you take a bottle of antibiotics or foods that contain antibiotics, serotonin production will never, ever, ever be good. Serotonin is the primary reason why you need to eat right. We'll get into that more a little bit later. In the gastrointestinal tract, serotonin is synthesized and released specifically in the enterochromaffin cells of the gut lining, where it contributes to gastrointestinal function, including the movement of intestines. If you're constipated all the time, maybe your serotonin levels are low. And how can, productive can you be when you're always thinking about going to the bathroom, but you can't really go to the bathroom. And then you sit there squeezing, uh, scrolling through social media, wasting all of the dopamine that you're trying to upregulate, right? I know one thing leads to another. And before you know it, you're on the toilet for three hours. Um, and all you needed to do was upregulate your serotonin levels. And in the brain, serotonin is produced and released in the neurons of the brainstem, right? Where it contributes to mood, emotion, sleep, appetite, and a boatload of other cognitive functions. The synthesis of serotonin actually comes from the dietary amino acid L-tryptophan, which converts into 5-hydroxytryptophan, 5-HTP, which you can also supplement with, uh, which is then further converted into serotonin, whether that's in the gut or in the brain, right? There's two production sites for serotonin. The enzyme tryptophan hydroxylase is responsible for the conversion of L-tryptophan into 5-hydroxytryptophan. There's actually two different kinds. Uh, tryptophan hydroxylase enzymes type 1 is found in the gastrointestinal tract and the peripheral tissue, and type 2 is primarily found in the central nervous system. And then aromatic L-amino acid decarboxylase catalyzes uh, the carboxylation of 5-HTP into serotonin, right? And that also happens in the central nervous system as well as the intestinal tract. So these two enzymes contribute to the overall serotonin synthesis and L-tryptophan you can get from dietary sources, which we'll get into, obviously. Symptoms of low serotonin include depression, anxiety, mood swings, 
mood disorders, irritability, sleep disturbances, low self-esteem, poor appetite management, and symptoms of high serotonin levels include potential cognitive impairment, low appetite, gastrointestinal issues, and serotonin syndrome, which is basically agitation, confusion, rapid heart rate, fever, and muscle rigidity. So, please... Don't combine uh, supplemental L-tryptophan or 5-HTP with SSRIs and MDMA. Don't do it, dude. Please. All right. How to optimize our serotonin levels? We can eat better, right? A healthy gut microbiome contributes to adequate serotonin synthesis. I think that a lot of problems in this world nowadays is because people don't eat right and thus their brain is not functioning correctly. So we can follow an elimination diet and focus on freshly cooked foods that are easy to digest, provide a broad variety of macro and micronutrients, and contain a good amount of L-tryptophan from animal meat products like turkey, chicken, salmon, tuna, halibut, cod, sardines, mackerel, cheese, milk, yogurt, and egg whites. Uh, even though beef does contain a good amount of L-tryptophan, it is typically not considered as a uh, high source compared to the other protein-rich uh, animal meat-based products. And then even plant-based foods like almonds, peanuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, sesame seeds, Beans, lentil, peas, oats, brown rice, quinoa, and even some soy products are good sources of L-tryptophan. So um, if you eat some of these foods and um, you eat them frequently, then I think most of your neurotransmitters will be at a sufficient amount, nicely balanced. But of course, if you want to bring that to the next level, a little bit of supplementation might be required. And even probiotic or prebiotic foods will tremendously help with overall serotonin synthesis in the gastrointestinal tract. So these are foods that contain lactobacillus rhamnosus, or lactobacillus ruteri, and bifidobacterium infantis and enterococcus. I mean, who comes up with these names? Anyway, you can get those from supplements or foods like yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, or tempeh. All right, just eat right and you'll feel good, I promise you. And otherwise supplement with L-tryptophan, which again is the precursor for 5-HTP and when it converts into serotonin downstream anywhere between 500 milligrams to a thousand milligrams once to three times daily it doesn't have to be paired with some of the other uh, neurotransmitter precursors you can uh, add this to meals or take it before meals uh, from my personal experience it doesn't really matter but i feel absolutely fantastic when i supplement with a little bit of l-tryptophan on top of the diet which is already dialed into the absolute max besides that uh, you can supplement with 5-hydroxy Tryptophan, 5-HTP, right? Again, the precursor for serotonin. Uh, since that seems to induce a lot more sleep, L-tryptophan doesn't really promote sleep, but 5-hydroxy-tryptophan uh, does seem to initiate sleep a little bit. So I would um, only supplement that at the end of the day. And yes, you can combine L-tryptophan with 5-hydroxy-tryptophan unless you take a boatload of SSRIs or MDMA over the weekend, right? So um, right, the drug interactions are uh, certainly present. That's why you have to be careful. So general recommendations for 5-HTP are anywhere between 50 milligrams to 100 milligrams uh, several times per day. But personally, I would prefer 50 milligrams to 300 milligrams all before bed. Uridine 5-monophosphate has a positive uh, effect on serotonin levels, right? And uh, neurotransmission, potentially contributing to mood regulation. Again, vitamin B6, P5P helps in the conversion process of L-tryptophan into serotonin. Uh, vitamin B9 does that as well, magnesium does that, 
iron does that. And there's something to say for curcumin, turmeric extract, which might have a positive effect on mood and serotonin levels. And besides its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties, it might also prevent the breakdown of serotonin by inhibiting monoamine oxidase. Now again, curcumin might modulate, modulate serotonergic neurotransmission and increases the production of brain-derived neurotropic factor. So it seems to be a no-brainer to add in a little bit of curcumin before bed, preferably the C3 complex formula, which has the highest bioavailability, 500 milligrams before bed, and if needed, if you're in a high inflammatory or high uh, oxidative stress state, maybe 500 milligrams in the morning and evening. Then there's L-theanine. Again, I mentioned it so many times before, the great balancer, uh, very uh, positive effects to influence neurotransmission, including serotonin levels. And here's St. John's wort again, which might act similarly to a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor by inhibiting the reuptake of serotonin and other neurotransmitters. So if you take a ginkgo biloba extract to upregulate uh, dopamine and some other neurotransmitters, which might actually promote the reuptake of serotonin, and you combine that with St. John's wort, which inhibits or lowers the reuptake of serotonin, make signals, right? Do some additional research, pick and choose, don't combine these together because, um, you know, inhibiting the reuptake and promoting the reuptake of serotonin, I mean, what are, what are your neurons to do? I would lean to more towards St. John's wort because um, might also have an inhibitory effect on monoamine oxidase that prevents the breakdown of neurotransmitters like serotonin. Uh, St. John's word might also modulate serotonin receptors in the brain, in the brain uh, influencing overall sensitivity to serotonin. So if you want to feel good, I would lean more towards St. John's word. But of course, there's something to say for the ginkgo biloba extract because it upregulates and influences neurotransmitters like acetylcholine and dopamine. General recommendations for St. John's words are 300 milligrams one, two, or three times daily. When you want to perform cognitive tasks, right, goes well with uh, serotonin building blocks in the form of L-tryptophan or 5-HTP. Just keep in mind that St. John's wort is a known cytochrome P450-3A4 enzyme inducer, similarly to modafinil, which we'll go into in consecutive parts. And it also means that it might speed up the metabolism of some of the other compounds, neurotransmitter precursors, medications, drugs that are part of your stack. So research, right, guys? Research, this is not a St. John's Wort deep dive. This is a neurotransmitter deep dive. And like I mentioned earlier, there's always Bacopa monieri, which may prevent dopamine and serotonin depletion associated with chronic stress. So if you're in a high stress environment, the business is demanding a lot of you and it's affecting your motivation and your moods, then maybe as needed, Bacopa monieri has its place. But again, there's several other overgone supplements which I feel are superior for dopamine levels and serotonin levels. Now again, uh, Bacopa monieri uh, may raise acetylcholine levels by inhibiting acetylcholine esterase, which would otherwise break down acetylcholine. Um, but I would say that there's much better alternatives out there. Still, if you're chronically stressed and the adoptogens can't really do it for you, look into Bacopa monieri. And then lastly on this list, certainly one of my favorites alongside L-theanine for overall neurotransmission and productivity is saffron extract. Right, it has antidepressant, anti-inflammatory, and antioxidant properties in its bioactive compounds, crocin, saffronol, and picrocrocin, uh, positively influence dopamine, serotonin, and norepinephrine levels in the brain. If you have to pick one of all of these, I would go with saffron extract. Right, makes you feel good and thus you're productive. Right, general recommendations we already went into. I think that 28 milligrams upon waking every single day 
is more than enough. All right, we got all of the explanatory stuff out of the way. Let's finally start piecing all of this together for the utmost highest productivity for your entrepreneurial goals and upregulate and balance and optimize neurotransmission in the brain as well as in the gut. First thing you have to do is follow a healthy diet, please, and focus on your gut microbiome. It, I know it takes extra time, but just eat healthy. Please, follow an elimination diet, right? Focus on the foods that you can digest. Cook foods freshly that you're going to eat that day. Don't prepare a week in advance. It's not good for your gut microbiome, right? Provide a broad variety of macronutrients and micronutrients, right? Vitamins, minerals, etc. Containing a good amount of building blocks for neurotransmitters, right? Which are synthesized in the gut microbiome at the first step for, before it happens in the brain, right? Or the central nervous system for that matter. So all you have to do is focus on foods that are rich in choline, L-tyrosine, L-phenylalanine, L-tryptophan, glutamine, histidine, B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, copper, and iron. I mean, it's a shame that I have to mention this every single time, but you would be surprised how much of a difference you can make in your overall sense of well-being and productivity and mood by just eating the right foods. Get some uh, probiotic and prebiotic foods in there, right? Uh, yogurt, kefir, sauerkraut, kimchi, miso, or tempeh containing uh, various amounts of probiotics. And then supplement with a general multivitamin in the morning and in the evening, right? For your magnesium, iron, copper, and zinc. Feel free to uh, add in additional magnesium, 100 milligrams to 200 milligrams, uh, let's say zinc glycinate with meals. Add to that uh, omega-3 fatty acids, 500 milligrams to 800 milligrams EPA and DHEA with meals. And acetylcysteine, 1,000 milligrams in the morning and in the evening. And then a taurine as well, 1,000 milligrams with meals. Now, we first have to optimize our neurotransmitters in the morning, right? Bright sunlight exposure for balance endorphins and adenosine levels. Take a little bit of caffeine to promote wakefulness and alertness, right? By blocking the adenosine receptors. A cup of coffee or two shots of espresso upon waking. Then take a general B50 complex for overall uh, neurotransmitter synthesis, right? Vitamin B5, B6, B9, B12 all contribute in various steps of uh, neurotransmitter production. L-tryptophan for mood regulation, right? The precursor for 5-HTP and thus serotonin. I don't feel that you have to uh, take L-tryptophan before cognitive tasks, but you can sprinkle it in over the day for a proper serotonin levels in the gut and in the brain, right? 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams upon waking. And alongside of that, you can supplement with 28 milligrams saffron extract upon waking as well for its neuroprotective effects and antidepressant, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Again, the bioactive compounds of saffron extract have a positive influence on dopamine, serotonin and norepinephrine levels. Then you start your zone two fasted cardio to balance the endorphins, encephalons, endocannabinoids, anandamide and gamma immunobutric acid levels as well as oxytocin levels, right? All the more reasons to get your hands busy and do a bit of fasted cardio. Zone two, right? Moderate intensity. You can still have a conversation, but you should be sweating and slightly out of breath for fat loss and all of the positive effects that it will have on your neurotransmitters throughout the day. After your fasted cardio, you can have some breakfast and then with that or on an empty stomach, that's entirely up to you. Start with vitamin B6, P5P for direct neurotransmission synthesis. Right? B vitamin B6, uh, P5P is involved in the production of acetylcholine, dopamine, epinephrine, norepinephrine, serotonin, and gamma immunobutric acids, and is involved in the synthesis and breakdown of histamine. I would say a low dose of 10 milligrams to 25 milligrams alongside neurotransmission precursors, 
goes a very long way. I feel that it's more than sufficient. You don't have to go to a very high dose, which is otherwise uh, needed to bring your dopamine level so high that it has a suppressive effect on prolactin. Right? I think 10 milligrams, 25 milligrams of vitamin B6, B5P, more than enough. Then we start with alpha-GPC for memory formation, learning, concentration, and muscular contractions by increasing acetylcholine concentrations in the brain. Supplementation can be anywhere between 300 milligrams to 600 milligrams before cognitive tasks. Alongside of that, I can highly recommend uridine 5-monophosphate for cognitive enhancement, neuroprotection, mood regulation, and depression and anxiety management. Contributes to CDB choline synthesis within the brain and might even enhance dopamine levels and improve serotonergic neurotransmission. I would say anywhere between 200 milligrams to 400 milligrams before cognitive tasks. And then to prevent the breakdown of acetylcholine, my favorite uh, suggestion would be Uperzine A, right, which inhibits uh, acetylcholine esterase in the brain and thus raises acetylcholine levels. Supplementation can be anywhere between 50 micrograms to 100 micrograms, albeit that I do know that some over-the-counter supplement formulations for uh, nootropic purposes, right, nootropic stacks, contain upwards of 200 micrograms Uperzine A. Personally, I feel that that's a little bit excessive, but some people notice an additional benefit on top of that. And again, you know, you go with what is available. I think a low dose goes a very long way, but if it contains 200 micrograms Uperzine A, then so be it. The Uperzine A should go alongside the alpha-GPC, the uridine 5-monophosphate, and potentially ginkgo biloba extract as well. Then in order to increase dopamine levels, L-tyrosine for motivation, mood regulation, improved attention and learning, behavioral reinforcement and motor control. L-tyrosine is the precursor for dopamine, epinephrine and norepinephrine. And I would go a little bit higher on the L-tyrosine intake. Supplementation can be anywhere between 1,000 milligrams to 2,500 milligrams before cognitive tasks. To balance everything out, L-theanine for relaxation, tranquility, stress reduction and calming effects. L-theanine modula modulates the adenosine and GABA levels while raising dopamine and serotonin levels to a certain extent. Supplementation can be anywhere between 100 to 200 milligrams before cognitive tasks, um, albeit that I feel that it's better to take L-theanine once upon waking with your neurotransmitter precursors and once before bed. We'll get to that a little bit later. Then feel free, this is entirely up to you and you'll have to make a decision between ginkgo extract or St. John's wort, which is what I favor. So choose either or, don't combine them together because you have a mixing signals regarding serotonin uptake and reuptake. Ginkgo extract can be used for cognitive enhancement, improving brain circulation, antioxidant properties, and also inhibits platelet aggregation, right? So keep that in mind. Uh, increases acetylcholine levels and a dopaminergic neurotransmission, but might also lower adrenergic and serotonergic neurotransmission by having overlapping effects on uh, these transmitters regarding the uptake or reuptake in neurons while lowering adrenergic and serotonergic neurotransmission because ginkgo biloba may increase the reuptake of serotonin, right? So choose either St. John's wort or ginkgo biloba extract. If you go with ginkgo biloba, supplementation is anywhere between 120 milligrams to 240 milligrams before cognitive tasks. And then my preference over a ginkgo biloba extract is St. John's wort, which has antidepressant properties and a neurotransmitter modulation. Uh, inhibits the reuptake of serotonin, so thus serotonin levels are a little bit higher. And St. John's wort also inhibits the breakdown of dopamine and serotonin, epinephrine and norepinephrine by weakly inhibiting the monoamine oxidase enzymes. Supplementation is, let's say, 300 milligrams before cognitive tasks alongside the other neurotransmitter precursors. 
Okay, so this is your uh, basically morning stack. You should be highly productive for approximately four to six hours, depending on your individual metabolic rate. Some people metabolize these over-the-counter supplements faster. Some people um, notice that they linger quite long. And again, there's a little bit of overlap regarding metabolism and inhibition of certain enzymes. So keep that in mind, right? I would say you take a little bit of a nap after that, and then optimizing your neurotransmitters um, in the afternoon, you have another cup of coffee. So you have basically two blocks of productivity. Most of them start with ca caffeine. And then before the first block, you obviously sleep throughout the night. And before the second block, you have a little bit of a power nap, which we also discussed in part one of the Entrepreneur Deep Dive video series. So you start with caffeine again for a wakefulness and alertness, L-tryptophan for mood regulation and uh, serotonin levels. Uh, vitamin B6, P5P, alpha-GPC, uridine 5-monophosphate, and either ginkgo biloba extract or St. John's wort. And then to uh, keep acetylcholine levels high, uprosine A, and to keep dopamine levels high, L-tyrosine. So the stack is pretty similar to what you would take post-fasted cardio. I feel that these stacks are highly beneficial for productivity. Again, giving you four-hour to six-hour blocks of continuous productivity. In the late afternoon or early evenings, we go to the gym. We do strenuous exercise three to five times per week and socializing post-workout. This will balance out our endorphins, encephalins, endocannabinoids, anandamide, gamma immunobutric acid levels, oxytocin levels, as well as epinephrine and norepinephrine levels, because um, right, training strenuously, vigorously, um, increases the fight or flight response. And in post-workout, you can supplement with glutamine for cognitive function and memory and gut health. Right? Glutamine is the precursor for glutamate. It doesn't really matter when you supplement that throughout the day because there's huge regulatory uh, feedback regarding a glutamate synthesis. Supplementation post-workout can be 10 to 20 grams for overall gut health. And the amount of glutamate that you then synthesize from the additional glutamine, which should also come from your diet, uh, should be slightly beneficial to at least keep you somewhat more excitatory post-workout. All right, we got all of the productivity and work and entrepreneurship and physical activity out of the way. Nice work, job done, goals attained. Now it's time to kick back and relax for the remainder of the evening going into bed. So we can optimize neurotransmission regarding relaxation in the evening starting with intercourse with orgasm to balance our endorphins, encephalins, dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin, epinephrine, and norepinephrine levels. Now we're already supplementing plenty for the, let's see, the dopamine, serotonin, and epinephrine and norepinephrine, but we can supplement additional oxytocin to take our intercourse and orgasm to the next level. 10 IOs, 50 IOs internationally, one hour before intercourse, let's say two to three times per week, because there is a little bit of tolerance buildup, so don't do it too often, right? Pick your days and then supplement with a little oxytocin before you get busy. And then after you get busy, as a little bit of an additional reward, a little bit of dark chocolate to balance our endorphins, encephalins, endocannabinoids, and anandamide levels even further, right? Nice and relaxed at the end of the day. Then before bed, we can optimize neurotransmission regarding sleep, even better for the most sustained and the most productive day the next day, vitamin B50 complex again for supporting neurotransmitter synthesis, L-theanine for relaxation, tranquility, stress reduction, and calming effects. Now, in this context, you don't take L-theanine with a neurotransmitter precursors 
that are excitatory neurotransmitters. In this case, you combine L-theanine with inhibitory neurotransmitter precursors, being L-tryptophan again, and specifically 5-hydroxytryptophan, which contributes to serotonin levels, which ultimately downstream contributes to melatonin secretion, right? And feel free to supplement with the melatonin alongside of that. Melatonin is a neuromodulator. We could do an entire deep dive on melatonin alone. Right? I didn't really include it here, but feel free to supplement with three milligrams, 10 milligrams, up to 100 milligrams melatonin before bed for all its antioxidant properties and potentially contributing to neurogenesis. To uh, induce sleep a little bit further, gamma aminobutyric acid for relaxation, stress reduction, and sleep modulation. Right? GABA inhibits glutamate's excitatory effects. So if you take glutamine post-workout and glutamate levels rise slightly, then you can take the edge off of that with a slight supplementation of gamma immunobutric acid. And it can be 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams before bed. I don't think it's necessary to really supplement 3,000 milligrams, like I mentioned in the Deep Sleep Deep Dive video series, if you do everything right regarding your neurotransmission and your exercise and training properly and maybe uh, taking a nap in the afternoon. But again, if you need to up the dose to really uh, take the edge off the day and uh, fall asleep faster, so be it, that's entirely up to you. Then potentially you can look into a curcumin, a turmeric extract for mood regulation, anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. Uh, curcumin increases brain-derived neurotropic factor, which if that is elevated throughout the night, I feel that it enhances sleep quality. This is why I take cerebral lysine before bed and not during the day. Uh, let's see, curcumin also reduces the breakdown of dopamine, serotonin, epinephrine, and norepinephrine by weakly inhibiting monoamine oxidase enzymes. A dopamine, epinephrine, and norepinephrine might keep you awake, but serotonin contributing to melatonin secretion uh, will help you fall asleep and stay asleep throughout the night. And curcumin might have a positive effect on the endocannabinoid system as well. So you take that curcumin C3 complex, 500 milligrams before bed, that's basically your daily ritual for the best amount of productivity when it comes to neurotransmission upregulation and uh, balancing that out. And then once a week for productivity, I would recommend the following stress reduction protocol, acupuncture, aromatherapy, deep breathing, massage, meditation, sauna, cold exposure to balance out endorphins, encephalins, oxytocin levels, and perhaps moderate alcohol, marijuana, or cannabidiol oil consumption to balance out the endocannabinoids and anandamide levels. So I know this is quite extensive, right? I would start slowly but surely with the neurotransmission, a neurotransmitter precursors in the form of L-tryptophan, L-tyrosine, and um, alpha-GPC. I think that's a good start, right? And then as you go along, you might add in some extracts or uh, compounds that inhibit the breakdown of particular neurotransmitters and slowly but steady increase your productivity throughout the day. Now, if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to get your hands dirty and experiment over the next couple of months, just stick with Gorilla Mind or Gorilla Mind supplements. I mean, it makes it very easy. Gorilla Mind Respawn and the Gorilla Mind Energy Drinks or a regular Gorilla Mind, which is basically the reformulated version of a Gorilla Mind Rush, which uh, used to be very popular back in the day. And they have Gorilla Mind Smooth. Right, all of these contain several of these uh, neurotransmitter aids and extracts which would uh, prevent the breakdown of neurotransmitters in the brain. So depending on what sounds reasonable to you, what sounds exciting to you, I would just start mixing and comparing 
Gorilla Mind to Gorilla Mind Smooth to Gorilla Mind Respawn, Gorilla Mind Energy Drinks, and even Gorilla Mode Energy Pre-Workouts, and then decide which route you wanna go, because my personal favorite is Gorilla Mind Respawn. I don't have to overthink it. I just take one scoop, dump it in a little bit of water, swirl that uh, down and start recording. And I'm happy-go-lucky as the day goes on. So um, I'm on top of a little bit, little bit of L-tryptophan alongside of that because Gorilla Mind Respawn doesn't contain L-tryptophan or anything that's, um, you know, serotonergic because, you know, a lot of people out there, they take selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors and it's probably best uh, interest in a production company not to load your formulas with L-tryptophan or 5-HTP, right? So that's the only thing I basically supplement alongside. Gorilla Mind Respawn with a little bit of acetyl carnitine or injectable carnitine, but we'll save that for an upcoming video because that's not really over the counter. I hope this was informative. Guys, this was a lot to piece together and I'm sure I forgot something. So again, if you feel that I left something out or I should do a part two regarding the over-the-counter supplements, and I know that uh, many of you guys are already excited for the, uh, let's say, adoptogen deep dive as part of this entrepreneurial uh, deep dive video series, uh, stay tuned for that. Let me know down below what I uh, seem to have missed. And if you follow through with all of this advice in this YouTube video, um, I guarantee you that you don't need to take 200 milligrams modafinil or 20 milligrams Adderall or 50 milligrams methylene blue or uh, 2000 milligrams <laughs> mildronate, right? You can take a very low dose of the nootropic aids, which are gray area or a medicinal, right? The paracetams and stuff. You can take a low dose of that because all of your neurotransmission is already upregulated and the dopaminergic and serotonergic effects that you get from these other nootropics um, doesn't have to be that stellar or severe or intrusive, I would say. So you stick with a low dose, saving yourself some money along the way, and you don't have this uh, weird side effect where you f you think you're con uh, productive, but in reality, you're just jittery and highly stimulated because you're full with stimulants and your neurotransmitter balance completely off. All right, we'll leave it here. Thank you guys so much for watching. Subscribe now if you want to see part three, four, five. I mean, however many parts we're going to release in this video series. Uh, stick around you're going to learn something new for sure. You can find all of my sponsors and affiliates right down below in the YouTube description section with links to Gorilla Mind products, right? Uh, to make it easy for yourself to upregulate neurotransmission and overall productivity for your entrepreneurial goals. All of my sponsors and affiliates are there as well. If you're looking for personalized advice, I'm always available through consultations or personalized advice by email. Um, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Steve. And for the Vigorous crew, you guys know what to do. A front of a blaster for you guys, full with neurotransmitter precursors and optimal neurotransmission, I would say. Not too shaky, right? Flexing for days. And my muscular contractions are on point, just like my productivity is on point. I guarantee it. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next video.